So the, the deal with it is that scattered around the room, and I'll just give you a hint that a lot of them are under the chairs, are 66 pieces of Lego. So what I'd appreciate is if you can all get up and see if you can find 66 pieces of Lego and bring them to this table. So can I have two other, two other grown-ups over here who are nominated to, um, to see what you can do with this Lego? I want you to have a look at that. You can, there are some pieces that are oddly joined together. You can separate them if you like. While they're doing that, if you think of something that it might be, you're welcome to shout at them and say, what if it's a bus or a windmill or a whatever? Yeah, it's a racing car. You see, I was a little bit sneaky because it comes in a box. But I didn't give them the box. And not only that, and if you have a look at the name on it, it says Creator. This is a creator box, all right? But inside it also has this. So it's not just the box to show you the finished product, it's step-by-step -step instructions. So how about if I give you guys that, does that make a difference? Yes. All right. <laughs> so what we came into was scattered pieces of Lego. What we did here was we gathered them on the table. And they started to build stuff according to what was in their own heads. And then comes along the plan from the creator. I love Lego, but I love twists and turns and mysterious things and strange ideas. Um, and I, when I saw that, I immediately fell in love with it and had to buy it. And I thought, I know, I know how I'm going to use this. I have some others at, at home too. I have jigsaw puzzles and various other things. Here we have a situation where you can now put the thing together according to the instructions from the creator. Do you get my drift, what I'm saying? There's three states, scattered, gathered, but assembled is another thing. Gathered is what most churches do. And they stop short of the assembling. And there's a reason for that. Because we think that assembling is the same as gathering. And I'm going to tell you a little, I'll tell you a, a little story that I think might help here. Imagine that there's three or four of you decide we're going to go to the footy. All right? So you get yourself together and you get on the bus or whatever, you go to the footy, you sit together at the footy, but before I you... I don't think we have a piece. That's possible. I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. You, you call one of your mates and say, you're going to come to the foot, footy with us. And he decides, oh, yeah, it's such a good idea. So he gets three or four of his mates. They go to the footy too, and you decide at the gate, we're going to meet up and we're going to sit together and watch the footy. 
So what you've done is you've, you've come together and gathered at the football to go and watch the football match. But what if when you two groups get together, you decide to hatch this plan to hijack the game and turn it into a baseball match? That's assembly. And if the police come along and want to charge you with unlawful assembly, ever heard of that? Unlawful assembly? It's not just because there's a bunch of you with similar interests standing on the corner. It's because you've hatched a plan to do something. And that's what they're worried about. They're worried about the plan. They're not worried about you being on the corner there. They're worried about the plan. Well, you see, that's what assembly does. And the Greek word in the New Testament, episunagogeia, is the word for synagogue with a little epi in front of it. So it's much more than, the, than what was the New Testament, the, the early church before Jesus came along, which was the synagogue. It's much more than that because it has that little other prefix in front of it. And the whole idea is we're going to get together and we're going to hatch a plan that has an outcome. That's what God was talking about in the New Testament when he said, when the writer to the Hebrews said, don't forsake assembling of yourselves together. Now I suspect that some of us who are in found and some of us who are found, in found, have been abused in various ways by people over the years who have misused Hebrews 10.25 and somewhere in amongst those scriptures, I think, is Hebrews 10.25. Can you find that one for me? Is it there? Not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, see the day drawing near. And we get accused of uh, we're forsaking assembly. Are we forsaking assembly? In my estimation... Most of what has gone by the name of church for many years has forsaked assembly. It's done the gathering and it's done the gathering quite well. But the, coming, the, the whole point of there being a purpose to this process seems missing. And I think many of us are here because we've felt that ache. And then we've also felt the abuse of people saying to us, wagging their finger and saying, you're avoiding, you're... you're not doing the right thing. You're forsaking assembling because we don't join in their meetings. Well, now I just want to quickly go to a few scriptures and tell you, show you some other things. One of them is Matthew 26, 31. Jesus said to them, can you put this in its context? Do you get the, the, the idea here? Matthew 26 is about the point where Jesus is about to be murdered. He's about to be nailed to the cross and speared. Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Which is exactly what happened. They struck Jesus and the sheep were scattered. That's a reference to Zechariah 13. So if you want to check out that quote, you've got to go way back to the Old Testament prophets. And there was another Old Testament prophet, Ezekiel, who was talking about the same thing in chapter 34. You can look that one up and have a read of it too. 
But what happened then was, it's, it's true, not only there, it's true in our situation too. Strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Now, a little bit further on is Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Now, does anybody, can, can you identify what's going on here? This is the story of Stephen. Do you remember Stephen was one of the early followers of Jesus who was asked to be a servant and help administer the day-to-day things that the Fellowship of Disciples was doing? <clears throat> But while he was doing that, everybody discovered that this man had a phenomenal gift. He could go out there and talk about the good news of Jesus and people were converted, people were changed. He could lay his hands on people and they were healed. Stephen had this enormous gift for the things of God. So the the church of Jesus' day, I don't mean the one that started after Jesus, the one that started before Jesus, decided he, he was unwanted. So they murdered him. And on that day, a great persecution began against those people, the ecclesia in, in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. That's what happened. You'll see Saul, he was standing there in agreement with this. Yes, yes, yes. And it wasn't long after that that Saul was struck down by God when his horse was hit by a, strike, a lightning strike. And he was blinded and he lay on the ground for quite some time. And in that transaction, Saul effectively became Paul, the man who has the plan in terms of Ecclesia. And we're told that in the New Testament. So there's this amazing thing that happens. Scattered? Are we scattered? Sometimes we're scattered. But let me tell you something, and that's why that one little piece of Lego is significant. Scattered doesn't necessarily mean lost. It means you're out of harm's way. It means that you've moved away from being abused. You're not sure where to go, but I'm not going there. That's the decision we often make. And so there is this whole scattered idea but scattered doesn't mean lost it might mean hidden in plain sight and i suspect that that little green piece of lego was precisely that hidden in plain sight because it was very difficult to see it some of the black ones and the gray ones appear the same on this carpet hidden in plain sight but here they are and if you work to that plan you can actually put you can actually build what it says Moving on to Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst, gathered. And you know what? Two or three. Two can be husband and wife. Two can be brother and sister. Two can be housemates. So can three be housemates. See, it's, it's no longer about 
whether we're not turning up to some meeting. It's about whether we are putting ourselves in a situation where we can be built into something, where the plan of God can actually be worked out and affected in our lives. Now, I made a choice a long time ago for various reasons, which I won't go into now, that gathering as was normally accepted was no longer a part of my life because I wanted to be assembled. And so the passion of my life was to seek fellowship with people who sought the same thing, who want to be assembled into what God wants to do. So that raises the question then of 1 Peter 2.5. Is 1 Peter there? You also, as living stones, are being built up Thank you. As a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Ain't that a goal? Ain't that a purpose? Isn't that what we went to the footy for? To turn it into a baseball match? Well, this is kind of like the equivalent. We weren't put here and touched by Jesus to simply make the institution bigger. We were put here to be built into a spiritual house for God to live in. To be a dwelling place. To be a holy priesthood and to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So the whole purpose of the Lego is to show us the three states. We can be scattered. We can be gathered. But I don't know about you. I want to be assembled. I want to be in the place where God can take. And, and I, let, me just, let me just go around the room. Each individual here in this room is something in God and has something from God. Do you realise that? Every person is something in God and has something from God. That is what God by his spirit uses to build to turn rocks into living stones. And he uses, that's why I had three people here before. Apostle Paul said, there are first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then the others. But he identifies those three and he says their purpose is to do the building work. In a sense, to turn the gathering into assembly. And that's where it starts. And he goes on a little bit further in Ephesians and he says, there are not only apostles, prophets and teachers, there are also evangelists and pastors. And all together are designed to create something. And what we are creating is not just some Lego model, but it's actually a living, breathing organism that is within itself has the power to grow, has the power to multiply, has the power to reproduce. Now, whatever you want to call it and however you want to do it, see, in that, in that little book, there's three different plans, depending on whether you want to build a helicopter, an aeroplane or a hovercraft. What God wants to do with us is his business. Our business is to say to God, I'm sick of being scattered. 
but I don't just want to be gathered, I want to be assembled. And that's, that's the point at which it becomes critical that we each understand who we are in God and what God has given us so that it can all be built together to form what God is looking for. Does that make sense? So I, I leave that with you. Thank you, Aline, and thank you, everybody, for participating.